Rana Kapolis, I'm hoping that that is him, as we have struggled to get a hold of him this evening in Mauritius. Ronak, um, you've been in Nigeria recently, and I've just been wit... Oh, no! Not on that line, but hey, if I go into this little box, he's there, isn't he? Surprise me, Ronak. Hi, Bruce, how are you? There you are! We found you! Um, uh, sorry to disturb your trip to Mauritius, Ronak. Uh, you've recently also been to Nigeria. Um, and before we talk about other observations, I just want to get your view very, very briefly on whether or not uh, Nigeria is in a position to really capitalize on $125, $130, dollars oil. That's a good question, Bruce. Um, the the long and the short of it is that theoretically they can, but they're not producing enough to really maximize the full benefit. So it looks good on paper. Uh, it should translate into some balance sheet um, gains, but ultimately uh, oil production is subpar. And as they head into the political jockeying season, I think they're going to be quite distracted as well. So. Um, you know, it depends on how, how high the oil price goes as well and how sustained this conflict is going to be. But um, I think they're going to leave a lot on the table in terms of what they can probably maximize. You talk about election jockeying. We headed to another election in Nigeria. Yeah, so 2023 February is the, the date set for the election. Um, I was in the country last week and the, the political temperature is definitely heating up. Um, we've got the primaries for both both parties, both main parties, uh, in the next month or two. So the APC party comes first, and then the PDP party. And the question is, who is going to succeed uh, President Muhammadu Buhari? Um, you know, at the moment, the early front run- runner is Bola Tinubu, who's traditionally been a kingmaker in Nigeria politics. Uh, now he's attempting to become become the main man, the king. Uh, but there are questions around his fitness for, for office, both in terms of physical health and fiscal health. Um, so the concern amongst the investment community is that this is going to be Buhari 2.0, um, questioning whether he really wanted or it's a power play. But uh, the sense that I got being there was that, you know, there is a sense that reform really is required. A lot of people are exasperated with the current situation. Um, and a lot of, lot of the business community are hoping that the current vice president, President Osimbajo, or vice president Osimbajo gets it. But there are a few wildcard names like Good Luck Jonathan floating around. So, you know, we're going to have to watch this space very, very closely. And none of the uncertainty, of course, because, I mean, it's, it's not like many countries where it, uh, whether the left or the right or the centre is in power, it really makes that much difference. The civil servants run the place and politicians try to um, uh, sort of put their influence on a country, at least in the short term. In places like Africa, you know, in many African countries, in, you know, if you had a big regime change in Nigeria or in South Africa, it could lead to some fairly fundamental changes in the way a country works. Mm, yeah, uh, pretty huge changes, in fact. And I think directionally, you know, something's got to give. We saw a couple of years ago with the NSARS protest, uh, there's a lot of latent discontent simmering under the, the surface of the population of 200 million. A lot of young people, um, you know, are unhappy with the opportunities that they're getting, disconnected from the leadership. Um, and, of course, economically, they've been through, through a few tough times recently. And, you know, what, what people are looking for, at least in the investment community, is, is change. Um, you know, they're looking for change in the foreign exchange regime uh, and change from this unconventional monetary policy that we've got. Um, you know, is there going to be movement in, in fuel subsidies, uh, which I think is highly unlikely as we approach an election year? 
the attitude towards foreign investment as well. You know, the, the current regime has been very draconian and heavy-handed. And then, like you said, you know, can can they take advantage of the of the oil price? Um, you know, even though the, the price is high, production is low, and um, you know, I think. Uh, something's really got to change uh, in that in that economy because it is it is one of the continent's dynamos and a strong Nigeria can only be good for the continent. Ronak Kapoldas, the director and Africa analyst at Signal Risk, on the line to us tonight from Mauritius.